Hey everyone, quick PSA before we actually get into everything. This particular episode was recorded prior to several announcements being made. It's come to our attention that the three events that we've been hyping for the last several weeks, Gaming vs. Cancer, the Hunter Burton Memorial Open, and our own grand tournament are all being postponed due to the coronavirus in order to comply with recommended safety guidelines. I apologize that I have to bring this news to you, but we felt it was appropriate to get this out in front of this week's episode. You can find additional details on the social media pages for each of these events. Please, everyone listening and watching, please stay safe and healthy. And at this point, we'll hand it off to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info. We're going to dive into, well, all of the reveals, which at the beginning of this week, even, <laughs> I know we this is now becoming a joke that we keep saying this, but it seemed like it was going to go relatively quick, and then it kind of spiked, and I think we even allegedly missed some reveals at the time of this recording, as in people said they were going to get them out, but I never saw them show up. Yeah, and I might have been wrong about some that may not actually have more of them, for example. I mean, I don't know that. I only know one of them that said they would have them out, and it's not out yet. So Exactly. I'm sure they'll turn up. I mean, there's still plenty of time between now and official release, so we'll, we'll play it by ear. But we're going to dive right in with the battle cards first. Uh, and we actually got a couple of these just a few hours ago, and some of them seem kind of promising, some of these cards. Not just the battle cards, all of them. But uh, the first one we're going to take a look at is Emergency Repair Patch. It's a blue pip armor. It gives you one defense, and it's an Autobot card, because when you put this on an Autobot, you repair one damage from it. Now, I'll be honest, I... The first thing that came to mind when I looked at the artwork is Optimus has a boo-boo and Ratchet got a Band-Aid. But <laughs> I swear to God, that sentence went through my head. <laughs> Maybe it's because I have kids. I don't know. Um, but uh, in all seriousness, for the actual card, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really have strong feelings about it. What about you, Scott? I think the only... The major use I think that it'll have is if you put the safeguard head on Autobot Nautica, it gets around them using some kind of like, I'll just arm cover grab your team or I'll just zap that guy or something like that. Like, that's one example of where I think it might come into play. But, I mean, all at that point, you're just basically making a little slightly better force field by making that play. Because mm -hmm. like, you're just getting the safeguard three and only taking three instead of like taking four. But obviously, healing the one also. So, like, you would basically wind up with, at the end of all this, you'd wind up with instead of five damage on you, only having three damage on you, which I guess is, and I the mean, armor's there. So. That's not an unheard of trick because you could have, up to this point, done it with Ramhorn and uh, Medic's Protective Shield, I think. Is, right. I, I know that, like, I can picture the card in my head, but it, it's Medic something or other. Um, yeah. This one being slightly more restrictive because it does require an Autobot, but right. obviously it. You know, there are some changes. I don't know. I It's fine. <laughs> I don't anticipate yeah, I mean, a whole lot of it. We don't have a shockwave for Autobots right now, so. Yeah, I think you need, um, I, I mean, I continue to say this till the 
cows come home or whatever analogy you want to use but uh, <laughs> like repairing one is just not impactful at all like i understand oh, yeah. that there's other there's ways to get that number higher but like they're just not those cars just aren't worth the effort in my opinion yeah that's kind of i mean it's notable that it's a blue armor too so it's uh, the medic one is a white pip it's you know it, it's inching closer but i don't think it's there maybe yeah, the maybe only thing i could think of was the autobot nautica safeguard mm. trick so. right um well, let's move on from there to Enhanced Power Cell, which, at least in my opinion, was more interesting. And that is a new utility. It's a single black pip, and the upgraded character has plus three health. So now we have plus two health, plus three health, plus four health from a variety of armors and utilities. Um, I mean, this seems like it, it's hitting that threshold where it might actually have an impact. I mean... I guess like the pip still really hurts it in my opinion, but there are oh, a lot of sure. cards that there are a lot of cards that key off of getting playing black pips now, especially like yeah. some of the tight Titan Masters, so I'm not too worried about that. So I think there could be use there. Um I mean it's not as good as energy pack, obviously, but a lot of times for a big dude deck, like honestly, energy pack can be a quote off color pip also, so it's not much different right. there other than obviously it's it's better with like Galaxy Prime, which is the standout for the card. But like, there are pretty much any big dude deck was always running like it as a one of. Right. Um, so without the restriction of having to be eleven stars or less, obviously this has a, a slightly lesser power level and a different pip, but still an offensive pip and what is usually a defensive deck. But I don't think that's that right. big of a deal. So, I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with this card. It's only if you, mm. I think if you have a use for black pips and. You know, like especially if you're using horrible, like this is a great combination with horrible. I assume it doesn't work if it's like if he's like at one hit point remaining. But mm -hmm. um, outside that one corner case scenario, I feel like this should see play. I just don't know if it's necessarily going to see. Actually, like, I think that would work because it's going to create the trigger. You're playing it; the trigger goes on. I don't. Yeah, the, I would think the card would land. Well, uh, maybe not. Now that in, I'm other that games, would, in other card yeah, games, it, it wouldn't work. It's definitely that. Yeah, going by other card <laughs> games has definitely caught me before. So uh, yeah. it will, we'll wait for that one. But yeah, I, I like it because it does. While Energy Pack is not really a restriction, like, yeah, there's a restriction on who it can go on, literally. But in reality, it doesn't matter that much most of the time because clearly you wanted your big guy that it's obviously supposed to go on. And at that point, you're just kind of filling it out from a, a uh, team comp perspective. But this does give you more flexibility. And given the Titan Master combinations, maybe you're 10-10-5 again sort of thing. But you still yeah. have a guy that you want, you know, like maybe one guy is is major in your one of your Titan Masters is important in your aggro matchups. One's important in your control matchups, or you could shuffle this around to make one guy more important. Again, it's just a flexibility thing. In reality, we're probably looking at still more energy pack, but it's nice to have the option. I mean, like, I mean, we we've seen the power of energy pack, but in plus three health on a defensive deck is essentially like three plus your armor, which is generally going to be like at minimum another turn that you're adding to the, to yeah. the clock. Mm -hmm. So like, I mean, it's nothing 
it's, and it's out of a utility slot. So, I mean, like, again, like, I think as a default utility, if you just want to run one, this is going to be, this is going to fit the bill. Obviously, like, the Black Pips isn't helping you much, but but Pierce is getting a lot of support in the set, and Black Pips are getting support in the set to, to play them. So, I, I think this will see a decent amount of play, just be, especially in those decks, which is what I think the set is basically leaning to do. Like, the cards are individually powerful in their own set, and there aren't as many, like, just slam this card into every single deck, but I do think in yeah. decks that want it, this will be pretty good. Yeah, and like you said, I, I'm sure there will be some deck, if not in this wave, then in the near future, just based on what, you know, historical precedent that will want this sort of thing and this pip, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will move on from there to hand-to-hand combat. Uh, uh, yeah. So this is a blue melee pip. It's an action. Choose one of your characters. When it attacks this turn and doesn't have a weapon, it gets plus three attack until the end of battle, and you scrap all the defender's weapons. And I think the most comical thing I saw is uh, Rip Predaking, because <laughs> my man, the, the hits just keep coming, and he just cannot take, he can't catch a break. Sure. Not that, like, he was on the cutting-edge competitive lineup, but it's just like, boy, he just, oof. He can't can't catch a break. So the main question I have for this card is the Javelin question and the the things like Sound Blaster question. I think you can make stack these all in order to be in the favor of how you want it, i.e. get the plus three. Mm-hmm. But I'm not entirely sure, because I think all these things happen. All these things have the same exact trigger, so I think that you can... Like stack Just them and stack them. it the way you want it. Yeah, that yeah. this one. I know we were talking about this offline. My counter argument, at least for now, and it's not like, nope, this is way it is. Slam my fist on the table. It's very much. We'll have to see how Wizards rules it. Is that this has a similar double check, for lack of a better way to describe it, as Springer, where it checks when it triggers, and then it also checks when it tries to resolve and actually do its thing. That being said, <laughs> we'll see. Um, as it, Let's assume that you can do everything the way you want to. Like you were saying, Scott, where, whether it's Javelin or it's another card like Sound Blaster, you can get the quote-unquote stack of effects to go off in the order that you want them to. Is this that much better than leap into battle that you care about this? I mean, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was, yeah. I, I was trying to lead you, like, come on, Scott, tell me this card's great. <laughs> I mean, the only thing, the only way I can see it actually seeing play in that situation would be in, like, control mirrors where you actually, like, yeah, you want to stick your the, random stick dork weapon. could kill their major weapon. Yeah, like, if you're, if you're, if your combat pump is also, like, acting as a, like, sort of reprocess, sort of sabotage weapons on an offense, like whatever you want to call it, then you're actually getting value out of it. I just actually don't think that you're getting enough universal value out of this card to make it justify being a blank for non-melee um, and being and having four melee to jump through hoops to make it a leap. Yeah, the um, the melee pip is a little weird because if you want to leap, go play leap uh, outside of that control mirror scenario which to be fair we're seeing a lot of trucks show up we're seeing trucks that are viable 
a lot of trucks are melee in alt mode, and you could say post-wheel, because nothing ever dies for a thousand turns for the rest of eternity in control mirrors. You could post-wheel say, alright, my guy that is going to get in first, because he's blocking, gets in and pops their major character's weapon, setting them back, hypothetically. Problem is that then they would have a few turns to go find another weapon. Um, yeah, that would I, be... I mean, like, if it was armor, obviously, it might be too powerful, but I think it's... I mean, as an as a uh, trait pip and a non-aggro trait pip, maybe it would be fine. Um, it, just because then you wouldn't be, you know, auto slamming it into aggressive decks, or maybe you would. To your point, I, I'm not sure. I mean, we've said for almost every trait stamp pip, except for like Master Metallicato and like uh. Untap Car One, that like. It seems like they're costed, like, a little underpowered, but, like, I kind of get it, but I, you know, like, because the card, but we'll see. I mean, yeah. like, I'm sure it's fine, but, like, it just seems like a lot of hoops to jump through for not a super powerful ability when, when a mirror for this card just sees such universal play without any downside whatsoever, literally no downside other than... I don't know what not being orange like is that a downside like I don't even know there's no downside to leap obviously yeah it's uh, I don't know I I'm looking at chat there uh, a couple things like brass knuckles is a utility because of things like this I could see that um, possibly good for patrol decks I'm not sure about that one just because it doesn't have the green and the major patrol deck being airstrike yeah, they're not gonna I can't imagine they're gonna lean into I mean they could be playing leap already if they really wanted that effect to your point Scott it's like and, you're like, are you already gonna play like you're basically playing a leap in a control deck that has melee characters and like I don't are are there control melee characters like I, I was about to say that are. yeah I mean there uh, again there are in the supplemental characters but I was thinking about this offline preparing for the show that like I, I couldn't immediately think of a a big you know a Jetfire a Galaxy Prime a Shockwave level character that's melee other than. Just, Battlefield Nemesis, Le- well, Nemesis, Nemesis or Battlefield Legend in alt mode. It's like, I, sure. <laughs> you know, they, I'm not super enthused. Yeah, I mean, like, again, and the other problem is control decks want to stick their own weapons. And so it's like, I, I just don't understand where this, I don't really understand where this sees play. That's my hmm. problem with it right now. Like, Octone in alt mode being suggested. I mean, yes, in one of them he is, but... But you have to, the problem is, like, you have to be in these modes when you're flipping. And, like, I just don't... And you have to have not have a weapon that sticks. Like, that. That these are all the problems, like, so... There's, it's a potential, I guess, as a sideboard option for this niche scenario that we're concocting. That yeah, if all exactly. the stars align, great. Um, yeah. Right now, I don't know. Although I do agree with one off offline comment that I saw somebody either on Twitter or somewhere that said, if this is, you know, a wizard sometimes does storyline art, like, you know, they were talking about special delivery and uh, frag toss were kind of like the same scene, quote unquote. Um, if this is the same one as whatever that the one we previewed where Megatron and Optimus are fighting and we were talking about which version of Optimus it is, it feels mm-hmm. like this is the continuation of that, but... We'll see if we get a third option to explain who actually wins that fight. But anyway, we'll move on from there to uh, 
I, I was going to make a joke, but we're, it's high five. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the jokes I've made are probably not not appropriate. For <laughs> um, so it's uh, Green Pip. It's an action. Choose two of your characters. If they share a trait, repair one damage from each of them. Uh, somebody said or made a reference to rest and relaxation. And I think that sums it up. Does it... You actually have to have the two characters at all times, right? Like, there's no... What do you mean? Like, or, like if you have one character left on the battlefield, does it do anything? Choose two of your characters, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yeah, it's literally dead at that stage. I, I, I hope the people that said this card was playable were joking. <laughs> like, I, that's I, I didn't see anybody laugh. say that, did you? Oh, I've seen. I saw people say it was decent. I mean, I'm hoping they're just the people that say every card's decent. So, I mean, <laughs> I've said on multiple occasions I would love for a healing deck, a healing repair based deck, to exist just for kind of the lols. But I don't think this is the card to make it happen. So, um, it is cool that officially, canonically, high fives repair transformers. You want, you want to know how they survived four plus million years of war? <laughs> Lots of high fives. I guess. Do so. we do we get a bro fist in the next set? And is that going to heal too? I hope so. or or an elbow elbow uh, elbows. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. it's going to be a wave. You know what? We're not going in there. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so mission briefing is our next card. Uh, it is a white pip and a green pip. You draw a card for each character you have on the battlefield in bot mode or body mode and uh i think this was another one that we had a lot of entertaining conversations about offline uh i'm not super optimistic about this card's viability competitively unless there's some really weird scenario yeah um I mean, you you brought up offline the battlemaster scenario because they start off in yes. in bot mode. There's also like the the blaster scenario where he has to flip the bot mode. So and also the cassettes come out in bot mode. So like there's that. Yeah, and that's that's one scenario I can see maybe. But like, I mean, for me personally, like I don't like pep talk as a card. I'm on mm-hmm. record saying that numerous times. Um, like I don't like I, I don't think it's worth it to spend your action phase to draw two cards. Um, and I, I can't, I don't think you could hope for much more than that out of this card ever. So basically you're just getting a white green pep talk, which is like, eh. uh, it's fine. <laughs> I don't like, even know if it's like, better than pep talk necessarily to your point of drawing two cards. Isn't significant enough in a lot of scenarios. Um, I just don't think you're going to have enough time to, and I kind of see where this is going or where this was coming from in design is that, the heads deploy in bot mode there you're going to flip the remain so if you have a titan master and two other characters because you're going to pop off the head hypothetically it's oh yeah i'll flip my other characters i should air quotes have enough time to make this a draw three i i struggle to see where you're ever going to get four out of this but maybe there's some weird combination to make it happen but it's if you're not getting at least three i i don't know i mean the only scenario i could see it seeing play is that is that of control deck sideboards for other control decks because basically they, yeah a lot that, of those that makes sense still come down to 
it's not card advantage, it's card selection. So, like, right. I mean, it still comes down to that. You um, need to find specific things, and maybe a draw three is good enough because, you know, you're slapping each other with fish like it's a cartoon. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's still going to be decent against Shockwave and other discard decks because, like, even though he himself hits hard, like, he usually attacks last, so there, it's possible that you could, you know, draw three off this card and, and come back from their blowout turns because it is white and green so like there's a lot of opportunities to, to grab it but like i just like a lot of other cards i think it, it it will see niche play in sideboards but every time i say that like i feel like i need like a 50 card sideboard so who knows what we're actually going to wind up with so yeah i mean there's a lot of cards that definitely fall into that category and it's it's easy to just say that because there are scenarios we can think of that it could work but is it impactful enough as you said, card advantage isn't really the the standard metric with the way this game operates. Card selection is important, but now it, it it's a different discussion than just saying how many plus cards am I? It's I don't know. I'm not super thrilled about mission briefing. No, me either. I mean, I just I can, can I can see a scenarios like like small niche scenarios where it's yeah. important, but overall, I don't think it's that great. Yeah um so we'll we'll move on from there uh chat is debating alternative options um sure. and they did point out yeah I, I guess we didn't say that although i definitely had it in my notes somewhere uh that it is one of the few draw cards with a green pip so it is notable on that yeah. front um of course yeah so uh but let's move on to paralyzo box question mark i think that's how you say that uh so it's another white and green pip but the green pip is ranged which we'll get to in a second because that brought up some debate as a lot of these uh trade icons do so it's a weapon and when the upgraded character attacks choose a battle icon color then your opponent reveals the top card of their deck and if it has a battle icon of the chosen color the upgraded character gets plus four attack until end of turn so it's a uh inconsistent grenade launcher we'll call it um and inconsistent may be generous. So how many times have you ever seen emergency defense field C play? What does that card do? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can actually picture the card, but I always confuse that. Is that the one that it's odd and even damage, or is that yeah. the one that halves the damage? Okay, I always confuse a couple of those. It's the even one because, like, basically, like, if you run the expected value of the card, it's always like half of your like whatever mm -hmm. it takes. It's just like this card. Like it's gonna be plus four a certain period of the time and zero the rest of the time. Well, I think um, this has a few advantages simply because uh there are ways in the game currently to control this actively. they're all related to Soundwave. <laughs> and uh it gives me an excuse to look at Soundwave. But I think I don't only, know. <laughs> I think him as a bot is the only excuse. I think the star card one is not viable because it's a star card. Well, yes. Um, but I mean, if you're gonna put like laser beak and some other range character as the seven in your deck, or however you're gonna run that, I guess it's okay. That's the only situation I can see mm. because it because. But the problem is, is, like you know, how many flips do you have left to even get the ability off at that point? So I know, I know, I know. Some people said like, "Oh, this really hurts 
monocolor decks. Well, I mean, building your deck with a monocolor really hurts monocolor decks um, in terms of power level. So, right, but they're, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't really have a good, I don't want to say counterpoint, but any other follow-up to that. Um, I mean, like, I played enough Galaxy Prime to where, like, people wanted to run Reclaim, and then basically what you would do is, like, okay, I'm, well, I'm going to Reclaim, and they would put, like, the energy pack on top, being like, well, most of my deck is blue, so let's just say they didn't have the, like, you know, a, a bold effect out there. Well, most of my yeah. deck is blue, so if I, if I purposely put the orange on top, I should hit it, and then you don't, and then you're sad. So, like, because then you wasted yeah. your action phase, and you didn't get what you were setting up anyway. So, like, I just see how, like, if this wasn't a weapon, I I, I don't know that it could be anything else, but, like... If yeah, it, if I feel like, like if this was, like, a utility, it, I'd feel a lot better about it. Like, if it was plus one and then gave you plus three, I would feel better. If it was plus two and gave you plus two, I would feel better. But the fact mm. that it's zero and to four is just like there's no middle ground. Yeah, being that and swingy so, is concerning. Yeah, like I, I honestly think it would probably see play if it was any one of those two scenarios. Even if it was plus one, plus three, and like plus one permanently and then gave you plus three, I could see where it mm. would be fine. I still think it'd be underpowered, but like not that underpowered to run like as a one or two of in certain decks. But like mm. as it stands now, like the all or nothing aspect of it without any way to set it up unless we see cards that mirror the sound wave ability in some way shape or form i just think it's probably i feel like this is a precursor to the fact that we won't because if this was consistent i think that would be a problem like if you could it's not it's not gonna be consistent unless it's green or like whatever like if you're it's only a one-time use like do you really care if it's a one-time use well the I guess if you had enough range characters so that you could go fetch your grenade launchers, but by the same token, if you had to play, let's say the Soundwave card was not a, the, the, uh, yeah, it was not a star card. So instead of getting plus eight in the dream scenario of grenade launcher plus, uh, reckless charge, you're getting like plus five or so for from this, and then presumably you're putting a non combat pip you know, like a blank or something on top. Um, it, has to be, it has to be a color. That yeah, that's color what I'm color. looking at. It It actually has to be a color. So a, a non-blue, a non-white, yeah. an orange, yeah. a black pip, whatever. You put something like that on top, yeah. so it's air quotes plus five. I don't know if that's even good enough there. Um, I mean, it's a permanent weapon. So, like, mm -hmm. that, would be, that would be the only benefit. But, like, like, like we're saying... Even these scenarios where you're finding ways to even make it hit 100% of the time, it you can't hit it. You can maybe do it once, and then you won't even won't have the flips available. To you. you won't have. Yeah, you're the, you're jumping through a lot of hoops. To I mean, don't get me wrong, grenade launcher is good, but like <laughs> that's a that's a number of hoops. Uh, yeah, with only one character as it stands right now to actually make this happen, I just mm. can't see where. where well, this chat be chat has an idea. There's wave one skywarp. How about them apples? And he cares about white pips. What is, does he look at? Kablamo! The top yeah, he, the top card deck or something? yeah. When he flips to alt mode, <laughs> each player reveals the top card of their deck. So, uh, yeah, and it's not wrong. I mean, yeah, no, it's fun. not. It's not. It's just again <laughs> hoops. Um, and they're also saying it does give it to the character, which is notable. In so it gets around all oh, of it, but arm, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, those yeah. are fine. I mean, that yeah, that's that, that is a scenario. So that's that's fair. I um, do agree. This is why I like chat being in here to, to keep us honest with some of this stuff so um it's fun it's fun when they they drop the ideas in there um i mean it's not much different than what i wrote about beachcomber other than he's the one that starts in play instead of the card so i mean at that point like you know you're getting a one-time use out of it so like i guess i guess my point is just play grenade watcher like most of us didn't see these situations oh yeah i don't think anybody was going to do that it was just a matter of is this yeah. grenade launcher i mean i don't think it would be four through six but you know could you squeeze yeah. one in? And bottom line is, we need it needs help. And right now, I don't think that help exists. We need cards that have ebbs on them. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> when you said oh, that. It, yeah. Um, when you had said that <laughs> offline, for anybody who doesn't know what that is, it's a it's a magic card that put a creature. Uh, you, you wouldn't be able to do it in this game because that would be insane. Uh, on top <laughs> of your one of put a creature on top of the owner's deck. Um, yeah. I was trying to desperately think if there was that effect sooner. And the first, the only other card I thought of was Plow Under, which came after and also didn't do creatures, but whatever. Anyway, mm -hmm. digression aside, we'll move on from uh, the pseudo grenade launcher to Spy Satellite Uplink. Uh, and this will be the end of our battle cards. Um, what a it, crop of winners these have been. What was that? What a crop of winners these have been. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I liked some of them. Well, some may be an exaggeration. I liked a couple of them and liked, not loved. Um, so Spy Satellite Uplink is a black pip and a green pip. It's a utility. It gives the requisite plus one. So we're okay there. Uh, enemies can't use Brave or Stealth against the upgraded character. So it's whatever that card with Shockwave in the art is. Battlefield Scan. Yes, that doesn't see any play, even though it should at certain points. And that, correct me if I'm wrong, the wording on Battlefield Scan is uh, they just lose it for the turn. Like, everybody and your whole team, so if you have more characters and it's on the wheel, like, everybody can get in? Uh, yes, yes, exactly. As compared exactly. to this, where it's only single character? You see, you uh, see where yeah. I'm going with this? <laughs> well... Um, not only is it single character, but there's a limited window where this is actually relevant, which is the problem with Battlefield Scan, because, like, mm -hmm. you still can only attack a tapped character. So even if you were to take away stealth from, an un from like, one of the untapped guys, like, only if you had... It has to be post-wheel, basically. Or, Unless yeah, some way to dodge the tapped guy. I mean, I guess you could make the argument that if you're playing Razor Claw, Legendary Warrior, Bumblebee, then this is fine. It just because like both of them then at that point would be fine. You're either losing your quote action phase or losing your upgrade phase to play one of these two effects to get in on yeah. the tailwind, the powertrain, like the lord basically is what you're using this card for, right? Like there's no other reason to use this. So like, yeah, unless the uh, the red heat variants of combo sort of thing come back, it would have. I mean, what is it? It's micro masters. The, the uh, patrols and like a couple other random characters. Yeah, that have st oh, like tidal waves, like you know, like yeah. things like that, or like or like shutting off brave or something like that. Like if that would matter, which it, it really doesn't matter all that much either. But like, well, at least so I now, guess, I mean, maybe there'll be a resurgence yeah. of those characters. So like that's like I guess if you if you're playing those characters, that's that's the real option I can see, and I would probably just run like. I still think it would be out of the sideboard, but at least then 
the hard part, which is actually getting to the character, would already be taken care of through the, the combat ability on the character, which is where you always want the... Like, in any one of these, like, I'm going to merge, like, a character ability with a card, that you obviously want the harder part to be on the character ability. Or the big pay, or the payoff to be on the character. So, I guess that's a scenario I can see where you would run this out of the sideboard for specifically, like, airstrike decks or other patrol decks. But otherwise, like, as universal play... Battlefield Scan already exists, and you're going to have yeah. the same window of playing both of them, so like, I would probably just play Battlefield Scan instead. Yeah, I mean, it gives you options to your point about which slot on your turn you are consuming. Um, right. I I doubt anybody's going to six copies so that they can have three of these and three Battlefield Scans, yeah, right, but there right. is that option if you really want to. I don't know, I... Something had to fill out the common and uncommon slots for the upcoming set, and we happen to see several of them today. <laughs> I think like, that... I'm sure it helps. I'm sure it helps in limited, which is the point. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually I'm I'm curious since in speaking with Drew in some of our past interviews, the uh, you know how they're going to look at limited going forward. I mean, for EI it was Siege. Uh, maybe it's going to be a larger pool. I don't know. We'll see. The set seems pretty friendly for limited. So yeah. So that will close it up for the battle cards. Uh, we're going to try and squeeze everything into a single show tonight. Our next one is the one and only body that showed up this week and reveals, and that is Mindwipe. So Mindwipe hypnotist is a beast in alt mode. He's a 4-12-2 for 9 stars. And when you flip to alt mode, you choose a battle icon color, then look at your opponent's hand and scrap a card from it uh, that has the same battle icon of that color. Uh, in body mode, he's melee 5-12-1, and when this attacks and you flip at least a, a black pip, your opponent scraps a card from their hand uh, or choose... Excuse me. Your opponent chooses a card from their hand and scraps it. If they can't, you draw a card. Sorry about botching that one. Um, I I got. I don't really have any enthusiasm for mind wipe at all. I'm not gonna lie. So, so you're siege two thundercracker in body mode with a little bit of slightly worse on the discard and slightly better on the fact that you can draw no cards, and you're an, and you flip to espionage basically, right? Yes, uh, for nine stars on what I would consider, I mean, yes, there are one star ahead options, so you could get away with 10, and I guess he's f okay stat-wise at 10 stars? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know, like... <laughs> yeah, we're both, like, it's... I mean, because... I mean, I guess just the fact that he's gigantic is why. I mean, this isn't... Is it... I guess it's not... Like, the flips aren't that much worse than Shockwave, but obviously the body that it comes with is way worse. So I guess that's pretty much the issue. So... Yeah, if you want to go this route... I mean, it's great and all to be get espionage on a stick. Um, I think that is significant, but in a very narrow set of cases so you can you guarantee seeing an espionage against combo for example is like a case espionage isn't necessarily an answer 
for combo because you're going to need supplements, but I guess you can offload some of that to this guy. But other than that, I mean, yeah, you name blue against galaxy, you'll get something probably. I mean, I think if you're really that, worried about that, I think you would just run Chrome Dome, right? There, I, well, yes, but I'm trying to find use cases for this guy. I mean, the fact that you'd have to invest two flips to get the espionage, again, we keep coming back to it, but assuming that we see a showing off for Titan Masters, maybe that changes things. Maybe the the Beast Tribal card, if we get one, will change things for this guy. Uh, but yeah, the fact that this is basically the Thundercracker that already doesn't see play, and I think that Thundercracker has better stats. Yeah, it's just you're not getting the. It's just you're just not a Titan Master, which whatever that has. Yeah, the value you know, added there. Benefit, the things we talked about before with that. So, so I don't know. I it, the discard theme is one that I like in card games in general, and it seems to continually get support with each set. It has, and <clears throat> excuse me, with the exception of Sentinels, it hasn't really been a thing i mean yes shockwave but not this well i guess i was gonna say this is more pinpoint discard but i guess he has both ends of the spectrum and that the one mode just makes them dump things and the other one is more pinpoint i don't know i'm not yeah i don't like the art either he's a little creepy (laughs) (laughs) he looks the face just looks goofy well it it so as as much as i liked fangry's art because it looked really cool, and I thought the way that the fur looked cool, it mind wipes a little unsettling. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like his color scheme. I don't know. But anyway. I don't, uh, want, I, I, I don't get, like, I, I have to assume that there have to be some beast support, because he has, again, no other mode in alt mode. So, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I mean... I understand in this game because of the low hand size why to up star cost the discard, but like at, at it's, it's an ability that has a very fine line between being very good and being unplayable. So yeah, that's what I was about to say is that it's walking that line. There is definitely the risk that something implodes on them, and oh god, nobody ever has a hand, especially when it's attached to a character where. In this case, you know, he he does the thing that, or solves the issue that a lot of discard-based decks across a variety of games have, is that your discard is then dead once they don't have a hand. So at least he's feeding you something, but at the same time, it's a when attacks, and it has a requirement. So you gotta wait a turn cycle before you even get anything out of the benefit. It's just, uh, I don't know. That's a lot of words about a character we don't really like. Agreed. <laughs> so we'll move on out of the bodies and we're going to move on to bots with stratagems. And I think we were both a little more enthused about these characters. Um, the first one up is Crankcase, who I love his name. I definitely had him as a kid, but I couldn't find him in time for the show. Uh, so Crankcase is a truck. He's melee. He's seven stars, four eleven two, And when you flip to alt mode, you draw a card in Bot mode, he's ranged, he's 5-11-1, and when this attacks and you have five or more cards in hand, he gets plus three attack until the end of battle. And he does have a stratagem, data protection, which we'll get to in a little while. So 
this guy, I I feel more for than Mindwipe. I mean, part of that's out of the game. I, I loved him in the comics as one of the scavengers. Um, what about you, Scott? Did you care about this guy at all? Yes. Um, his ability is obviously very powerful, but um, kind of the problem is, so to have five cards in hand when he attacks is is not that hard if you're playing him in certain lineups, which I think obviously you'll have to play him in. Right. Um, but it's not as universal, universally easy as you think. Even like you know, oh, uh, like I go, I go second or something like. Like I go first and just get in there on turn two because what happens is it it denies you being able to play a card. So really all you're doing is getting a leap into battle out of the ability instead of playing a leap into battle. Right. But I think there is value. I get where you're going, not to cut you off. I think there's value in that, that quote unquote, any card becomes a leap, but you have the option for it to be whatever its actual effect is. If that's more pertinent to the game state. Right. And obviously there are certain combinations that this works really well in like, you know, incoming transmission doesn't cost you a card as it stands right now. So like if you want to make that your action play and you're at you know, six cards, let's say, at, mm-hmm. at when he attacks, then you are still at six or what? He has to have four. He has to have five or more. Five right. or more. Yeah. So it isn't. Yeah. yeah. You could have five and be fine. So you're at six. You find an upgrade. You're still at five. He gets the plus three. You put a, a, a good pip on top. Like that's that's a really good situation. Um, obviously, if you, as I'm, as I've said numerous times, like I don't like a lot of the card draw, but this gives you an excuse if you're playing this character to quote like take the turn off to draw cards um, by doing this. Also, the fact that it's a it's a flip, it's not a flip ability. So like you could just flip him, and then sometime during the turn cycle, if you don't want to attack with him right away, you. Um, like Matt had pointed out, like he's really good with wind charger. Um, so like what you do is you flip him on one, you get in there with flip with wind charger in your first turn, and then on turn on your second turn, you then flip wind charger to bot mode, draws you a card, plans one. You don't have to plan the one; you just use it as a draw card. There are very few scenarios where you're not going to wind up with five, even if you play an upgrade or an action. Then that turn, the way it turns out, um. So there's a lot of easy scenarios that you can set up to, like, like you know, you could just play Springer, for example, who draws you an insane amount of cards and usually winds up giving you bonuses. You could just play an early, you know, pocket processor. You can just play some early, you know, way to get Beachcomber off and things like that. Like, it's not hard. Like, you can do the same exact thing with Beachcomber, like flip him back. As long as this guy starts in play flipped and then Beachcomber would start in bot mode, like, if they're both in bot mode, you just use your foot for the turn and somehow set up the Beachcomber ability. You draw three cards. You, you should be able to get both abilities off and and still this guy swings for more. So, like, it's a, I just don't think you can attack with this guy, like, immediately for oh, a huge value. Uh, yeah. But, but, but in, the, in the turn cycle, you should be able to get, like, a decent-sized attack with him, which, like, you know... I mean, eight is a decent amount for a seven-star character. Yes, but the problem is, like, if, unless your draw is to any one of these scenarios, which, I mean, it's not, these aren't very difficult scenarios, but, like, the point is, 
if you don't have another bot, for example, like the wind charger ability or like the beachcomber ability, and I know we preview both of those, but they're the ones I can think of off the top of my head mm. but, because they're not hard to concoct. Mm. Um, you're going to be swinging with him when you would naturally be swinging with a larger character. So yes, he has he gets more bang for your buck, but that bang for their buck is in deck construction, not in turn sequence. So like, are you really going to like hold off on attacking with your like, is he going to be bigger than the other guy you could be swinging with? I guess if it's eight, the answer is yes, Electric Galaxy Prime. But, like, so I guess it's fine, obviously. But, like, yeah, it just, it just, it's, he's very good. Don't get me wrong. But, like, and I don't, I think you just have to build the other team around him with some of these abilities in mind to not have to depend on your battle deck to, to make this happen for you. Mm-hmm. So, because the main point with him is you, you just cannot be missing action phases to allow the ability to go off the hit. It has to supplement the action phases. And I think as long as you build the deck. Yeah. it. I think there's going to be a lot of options with him. Uh, you called out a number of them. Perceptor, of course, and Dan's card yep. um, is another potentially good home for him. Uh, there's a number of characters that allow you to buff him while advancing a game plan that you'd already want to do. And point being is that it's not going to be well, on paper, it shouldn't be that too awkward to ensure that he's hitting for 8, potentially 11, because you'll play at least a card to ensure that he's punching hard enough. Uh, where exactly that home is going to be aggro versus control, I'm not sure yet, because I would love to say my 7-drop has a base 8 attack in an orange deck, but at the same time, probably playing cards from the orange deck in order to to apply pressure so i'm not sure that and at seven he's well i guess he could fit into some sort of four wide thing but again you would need to then play more cards to ensure that the other team members are carrying their weight or just get a very early processor like like well if if we all had what we wanted all the time (laughs) but i mean like putting three processors at that airstrike deck is not so like right right again like i I think you i think you just need to be able to supplement his ability with other characters that automatically draw you cards and i don't think that's that hard and he is ranged in bot mode right yes and he is 511 one you said correct i mean getting the ability off is better than barrage so like obviously this character is very powerful i just don't i just i have to see what what the very various partners you want to put with him his flip to alt mode is so random. I can't even believe that it's on the it's on the character. Like, just draw a card. Like, you know, like he's, he's sure. Just, <laughs> it's just a versatile. Like, he's just very versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I I just think he needs the right partners. And and uh, there's a lot of them out there. Don't get me wrong. But um, like I don't know how many of the Titan Masters might have flip to body abilities that um, would help him as well. But mm-hmm. I think he just changes your flip sequence. You you, you probably can't attack with him first. I heard people saying, like, you can play those characters that let you start and play with a card from your deck, like... like yes, you could. Like Ratchet and Wheeljack, but those all seem like bad scenarios, but... Um, yeah, I'm not... You, you, can, you can do those. But... Don't get me wrong, I've, I've tried those, but certainly not in, we'll call it, a traditional deck. Uh, right. It was very much of the uh, doing-something-unfair variety. Right. I mean, at that point, you're basically just all in on on getting this guy to attack on turn one for eight, and like, 
just play wind charger and attack i was about to say yeah i've I've heard of another card that could do something very similar (laughs) um but the two of them together i think is very viable um you attack with wind charger on one you attack with him on pretty easily getting the ability off with the with the draw ability from wind charger Mm. and i think you could play at least one card in that scenario if not two so i do think there are ways to make it work um and I don't think that they're that difficult, and I do think you'll see a lot of play because he—he—it's just hard to ignore a character that for that much damage for that little cost. So. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about data protection, his stratagem, which uh, it leads me. I—I kind of get the bigger picture with what Wizards was potentially intending with a lot of these cards. So his stratagem, naturally one star, while you have crankcase data collector on the battlefield, your opponents can't cause you to scrap cards from your hand. Since we were just talking about mind wipe, we saw a number of other characters that are discard focused. Obviously in the past when we were, well, I brought it up a couple minutes ago or a few minutes ago about shockwave and other strategies. Um, I'm seeing the sub theme here of they're pushing discard elements and then, well, this guy relies on having cards in hand, so it's obvious to give him the stratagem. Do you think this is enough to come? Like, we just talked about how we didn't really care about mind wipe, but do you think there are enough discard elements competitively that it's going to warrant playing this? Not main deck, but I do think it's powerful under the sideboard if you're playing him. Mm. I mean, um, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume you mean shockwave there. <laughs> um. Mostly, but I mean, like, I, I guess I, can't, I guess there aren't that many other scenarios where it's going to be on the table that you're going to be preventing. Like, obviously, like preventing counter espionage or preventing um, system reboot or preventing. Well, they just wouldn't. I mean, they wouldn't play a lot of these cards. Yeah, like, reboot they, would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, like these cards would just sit in your opponent's hand, which would be the point. Like, you know, security checkpoint would just sit in your opponent's hand, etc. Like. Mm-hmm. So there's no like there somebody's is... going to get caught with a checkpoint. Like this is going to be on the board, and somebody will play a check checkpoint into it. It's going to happen. The game's just over, right? I mean, like, I, I mean, well, it depends. <laughs> I mean, if it's like checkpoint, pitch a handheld blaster. It's like yes, I lost two cards, but a one of those cards was doing nothing, and depending on your deck, the other one was sort of fodder anyway. It's certainly not have... good, but <laughs> and you lost half your turn. So well, yes. Trust me, it, it, I'm not saying it's a good plan, but it's going to happen. Um, so I would, I, I see the sideboard only, and I think it's, I think it's going to be difficult to go from seven stars to eight stars because I, I, yeah, honestly, like I, I can't. Ca- characters that cost seven and eight are just like so awkward a lot of times. I mean, mm-hmm. eight and nine are so awkward at times to make decks around. So you like, kind of have to have a star card in the battle deck, or you're, you're forcing your sideboard character to you know like your five stars coming out for a four star sort of thing yeah it'll probably be like your other eight stars coming out for a seven star but like it doesn't it's not gonna it's gonna make it so the other character isn't like it's more like a side grade not like a dramatic meta effect you know what i mean yeah which may be the death knell for it in that case just because you you only get one character slot you need to make it impactful yeah, it's tough. I, I mean, jet- oh god, sorry. It, I I don't know that it'll see play because right now the only real meta thing I can see with it is against Shockwave, and I don't think it's necessary there. So mm. just play pocket processor. 
that's there's more efficient battle card answers that don't cost you a star. I get. I think it's good. Don't get me wrong. Like, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's enough just because the meta isn't slanted enough that way. If it does become slanted that way, then obviously it'll see more play. But the character himself is just so powerful that like I just mm. don't think you need it. That's all. Yeah, there's that. I see what I was going to bring up earlier is chats mentioning uh, DE decks use this as a defensive tool. But uh, to be honest, a lot of the things that screw with me when I'm playing DE are not discard related. Don't I mean, certainly... An intense amount of discard can do it. There are, of course, pinpoint discard on specific turns, but now you're looking at there are awkward changes to just like we were talking about with other decks uh, that would be utilizing this out of the board, where you have to make some some uncomfortable decisions about who the board character is, how you're going to shift around your stars, and simultaneously, again, it hijack is the problem or speed trap is the problem or them just murdering your characters is the problem uh, right. more so than the random espionage on two mm-hmm. it, I, it's it's certainly annoying but it's not the end of the world in a lot of scenarios so i don't maybe if that becomes the premier strategy against it that these <laughs> mind wipe decks take over i don't know <laughs> yeah it's fine i mean like mm-hmm. It'll have a it'll have play if if the meta warrants it. So like, yeah. you can't really ask for much more than that. So absolutely. Uh, so let's move on from crankcase. Let's talk about Outback Autobot Outback. Uh, so Autobot Outback Gunner is a truck. He's melee. He's three ten two. He's six stars. And when you flip to alt mode, you may scrap an upgrade from your hand. If you do, draw two cards. And then in bot mode, he's ranged. He's four ten one. If an opponent's card would cause an upgrade to be scrapped from this, instead you may scrap an upgrade of the same type from your hand. He also has a stratagem that we'll we'll get to momentarily. I, I have to admit the first I don't know why, but the first thing that, that went through my head was the, the wave two Megatron effect with this flip. And okay. I don't know why, but I mean it's basic it's effectively the same thing. Um Granted, one requires the attack step, one's just a flip, but that was the first thing that came to mind for some bizarre reason. But uh, random cards popping into my head. Uh, do you like this guy, Scott? Are you excited about Outback? He's just half a sprinter, right? On the flip back, right? It's just... Yeah. I mean, it, it requires yeah. that mode, but yeah. Yeah. Um, or requires the card type, rather, not mode. I do like the ability. I don't know that it matters on your six drop. What are his stats in bot mode? Four ten one. So I, I think the obvious thing is he gets an armor, protects the armor, hypothetically. And it, it doesn't have to be an armor that you're scrapping to keep it alive. You just pitch any upgrade. Yeah, it's any upgrade. But at the same time, it's, I guess to your point, are you are you really planning on loading up armor on your six drop <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's not this isn't bad at all like of course basically just it just gives him more value mm-hmm. um and six is a really really awkward um like slot as it is like and so i think he's fine i mean for for four ten one is pretty decent for a uh a six drop i think it's the same stats as beachcomber um in that mode so, like, 
compared to the other six drops we have in the game nowadays, I mean, I think I think he's perfectly fine. I just the and the ability is good. It's just, mm. I mean, like you said, like does it matter like on a six drop? Like does it matter on a guy this size? You have to. Not, but. I guess the argument is: Does this guy go from t- soaking two hits to three hits? And I feel like that's still a big ask. Um, because they could just, instead of bashing shielding, which is not going to go through, clearly, um, if you don't want it to, or you could just let it the armor die because the upgrade in your hand is more important, but they could just load up a weapon or play an action and crush this guy and snap him in half anyway. Um, yeah, the, pro- the problem is that you need, you need an armor to keep him alive or a utility that pumps his hit points like the one we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, um, if he has an important, so I guess the hypothetical here would be if there's a, it will, if it was a weapon or, an, or a utility, obviously armor's in there too, but I think a lot of those are doing what the uh, card type implies. If there's a weapon or utility that does something important, like it, the first thing that comes to mind just because you've been bringing it up is you could stick a processor on this guy and if you need the processor to live, it's not going away. Like they have to get at him. So hypothetically, you could protect something like that. I just, I can't think of anything immediately that we care about enough to do that. Yeah, he was a leader. You do the same thing with Matrix, but he's not. So, like, yeah. you're right. I mean, that that's 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 perfectly fair. Those those types of scenarios are definitely where he's. At. I just don't know that like it's going to matter because you basically have to get it. You have to play like a weapon or a string of combat actions to make his attack roll because he's so small. Like. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's small, but his star cost is small, also. So, like, yeah, he's probably fine. I mean, like, it, it, the ability on a character that size is probably fine. I think he just comes sort of like uh, Beachcomber. And things he like could. That. So, cool. here's one other addendum to him. In an aggressive build, you can play Force Field on here, and it stays alive. Yeah, that's fair. Um, um on either build, it stays alive. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, uh, I have. Well, at least there, it's, okay, you need the force field to survive because you need to buy that attack, whereas, again, in the control decks, it's just a matter of, do I care? Chad has two interesting things. I'm going to lead with the latter first, uh, potentially OA stuff, um, to try and keep no. things alive, but... That's fair. But uh, but disarm still gets rid of him. Yeah, and it's also because he's a truck and not a tank, like, there, a lot of the supplemental OA things and a lot of the OA cards anyway are Decepticon related. Well, maybe not a lot, but Terrifying Resilience, um, Composite Armor again, because he's not a tank, that sort of thing. You'll have a different set of hoops to jump through with him, but there's potential there. But the one that I was leading up to is you play him with Skull Smasher and it's Steve Irwin.deck. There you go. How about them apples? a good one i think that's a good way to close that out back <laughs> so we'll we'll move on from the bots with stratagems uh I, I, speaking of outback i can say mm. unequivocally in the last year i've had a resurgence going back to outback steakhouse and it's been quality again has it just putting that out there that's putting that out there interesting um at that level steakhouse I think it's the best compared to the, the Longhorns and Texas Roadhouses of the world. I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. I will readily admit I can't even recall <laughs> a time. I, actually, no. I remember like my freshman year of college or something, 
my family wanted to go out like move-in weekend and uh yeah it was a disaster as you'd imagine trying to go out to eat on move-in weekend <laughs> And I think that's where we ended up. And after significantly longer of a wait than you would watch <laughs> yeah. for an Outback Steakhouse, let's just put it that way. Uh, but anyway, um, moving on from there, we have our, I guess, solo stratagem for this show, and that is Bike Gang. And wait, what about what, what about uh, Outback? Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did skip over that. I apologize. I was looking at the list and I'm like, wait, did we talk about that? I got so hung up on on uh, the Steve Irwin joke. I'm like, we're just moving on. You can't top that one. Uh, <laughs> shout out to chat for that one. Uh, so systems enhancement. When you upgrade Autobot Outback Gunner, draw a card, then scrap a card from your hand. So he'll so be seven a, stars. So he becomes a wheeljack. Yes, for seven stars. He's With, fine. Uh, I mean, it's again, it's the same example of, of what happens to him in the are you going to be loading up this this six slash seven star character? And like, you're obviously getting value every single. Mm-hmm. This is an example of a strategy that obviously is a straight upgrade, mm. like no no pun intended, um, <laughs> to the character. So right, right. Um, if you have the star, you'll play it, but I don't think you will because I think the the value in him is six. So, so the unfair player in me says this is a cheaper wheeljack, like you said, mm-hmm, and therefore. Mm-hmm. Does the card filtering matter? Because I've definitely looked at a variety of Wheeljack-related combo-centric builds over time, and sometimes nine stars is just, it's a lot. So getting the same effect, and especially, I mean, Wheeljack, you didn't have to flip either, but you can do this in his alt mode. Like, it doesn't require that he's in bot mode or anything, Mm -hmm. so therefore, Mm -hmm. there might be something there or there's the potential for something there to create some sort of engine. Uh, but he's not a specialist, so you can't go with like all those cards, right? Right. Uh, that's one of the advantages Wheeljack has, which is probably, I mean, Outback was not going to be a specialist anyway, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm sure that was as they were assigning abilities to characters, that was part of the discussion at some stage. I could see something kind of, you know, in my mind's eye, a little bit out there where it's hazy enough that I can't quite decide. But it is something to keep an eye on because for only seven stars, that's a relatively trivial cost to get a potential engine. Um, It's just going to be contingent on, like you said, if you can't use the specialist stuff, we're looking at, do you red heat? Yeah, extra paddings, attack drums. You could red heat things over. So like if you moved, not the specialist upgrades, but scrapper gauntlets, Drill arms and crushing size. That's true. Draw three, then draw three, discard three. You could do something weird. Um, maybe. It, it's just some, one of those, keep it in the back of your mind as we see the rest of the set. Um, it so, will make your turns more efficient, just like Wheeljack. Oh, absolutely. Um, but it, to that point, the, the loss of stats compared to Wheeljack, even though he's less stars, I think is going to be prohibitive. But, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So I think now we can safely move on from the bots with strats, yeah. and we'll talk to uh, or talk about rather bike gang. Which I mean, not that I was real excited about getting to this one, but here it is. So we have our Chromia Wave One Chromia stratagem, 
And it reads, when one of your motorcycles attacks while you have Chromia Special Ops on the battlefield and you flip at least two white pips, that motorcycle gets plus two attack until end of battle. And, uh, sure. <laughs> like, I, I wish I had something to follow up with, but I distinctly recall when this was revealed, I, I was out walking the dog. And I saw a bunch of notifications that a new card was revealed. So I look at it. I open up the app. I'm like, all right. Well, obviously there's Chromia and everybody remembers Flame War. I know there's another Flame War. Uh, what are the other motorcycles? And uh, RC. RC. Yeah. Because I, for she was slipping my mind at the moment. And I was like, I think there's, there's four or five. There's four currently. And uh, I don't really want to attack an alt mode with any of them. <laughs> Exactly. That's the problem. I don't know. You can put Chromia alongside your uh, boat patrol team, right? And right. Get in there. Yeah, I guess. This is not very. This is not very good. No, chat saying Chromia was a star too expensive as it is, and yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, she's not like. That's one character I could say is like. Mm-hmm. I mean. I'm pretty confident she's the least valuable wave one rare and remains as so. So I don't think at any point anybody was ever really excited about her as a card in wave one, to be honest. It was like combo potential because she can get back to white. So Ooh, like when she could get we could get swap parts. Bigger deal. Yeah. Like, I mean So rather than anything specifically about this card, in general the throwback stratagems outside of cosmos have kind of left much to be desired up to this point and if i recall correctly there's 10 that were throwbacks Mm -hmm. and we've seen what like four or five at this point it's Mm, the it's the all all three careers yeah this one cosmos and i don't remember uh well volcanicus yeah so six um Cup from Wave One, seven. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, the weaponizers don't count. They're like part of the second. Grade. Well, they, they, I guess they don't count as the ten. As a, I don't think they count. I don't think they count as one. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was like twenty of them were specifically this set, and then ten were any old set. So, I mean, regardless, it's. Where I'm going with this is they've definitely left me wanting more, um, just a, a more on virtually every front. I've not been blown away by them, which is a little disappointing because I always like when those legacy cards come out to breathe life into some of these things. And I guess overall it'll be fine because a number of the stratagems for the new characters are playable or at least a consideration. Cosmos is is leading the pack right now, so maybe Cosmos mm-hmm. will be running amok. Um yeah, I I don't know. I just want to throw that out there. I I love the idea, and it definitely feels as though it was a similar to what we've seen with other mechanics and card types and other things that it, Wizards is treading carefully. Yep, I agree. So, uh, but anyway, we'll move on from Bike Gang because I don't think there's really much else to say about that, and uh, we're gonna talk about the one and only. Titan, well, only head Titan Master that we got this week for reveals, uh, and that is Vorath. 
He's our one-star tough one head. He's uh, 2-1-0 and tough one and ranged in body mode, or excuse me, in bot mode. We kind of surmised that this guy was going to exist, and uh, chat beat me to it, but he is a grumpy Gus in his head mode, and it is hilarious to me. Um, I don't know why I saw this reveal real late. I think it was last night, literally. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I couldn't sleep. I see this guy, and I had to choke back laughing from the artwork to not wake up my wife because it, I don't know why it just amused me to no end. Cause he's a grumpy Gus. Uh, but it, as I said, this is something that you and I were kind of speculating about on the last show. I think when we were talking about Parsec or whatever show that was, um, that we were expecting it to show up. So here's the, the $65,000 question or with inflation, it's more than that, but, um, do you, Scott, feel that this is the better option than the one-star health head? In general, yes. The problem is it depends on how much direct damage he's going to see play because of the one health. One mm-hmm. um, because, I mean, it's the best it's the best defensive head to help out the Titan body, sure, mm-hmm. at that star call. But one health, I mean, that's, I mean, none of these have an exceptional amount of health, but you're absolutely right that a single solitary hit point is really pushing it in a world where, I don't know, we've we've seen a couple bodies that could, and other characters that care about direct damage or can do direct damage in this set alone, let alone past precedent. Yeah, I just I wish he was two two zero instead of mm-hmm. zero. But um, I mean, I would take a one two zero to be honest. Yeah, yeah, he is ranged, um, so that has value. Um, mm. it just it's going to come down to whether or not he can serve. He becomes the head and becomes the body. And the one upside that I can say is that because you're going to be playing him in a control deck, there is a chance that you're just like run your opponent out of options. At that point, yeah, they had to expend um, all their resources prior. Yeah, like if they one shot stand him or they throw a javelin at, him, like, well, first of all, they throw a javelin at him. There's nothing much you can do about it. And well, he's soaking the him. attack anyway. I mean, I assume if this guy pops off, he's getting in first. Right, right. So you can't hold back with him at all. Like, you get in there with him, and you have to have a decent hand to make him values. See, this is why the plus three help thing exists. Problem solved. Fuck. There. <laughs> um, I mean, he's obviously good, um, mm-hmm. and I think he—I think he'll be the deep still for control decks. But I do think that he—he he may compete more often with Kreb than I would have thought, just because he has the one hit point, and I'm just kind of scared of that. But but on the flip side, as long as they're not like holding a hovercraft or like for some reason like holding a zap or something like that, then I think you're okay. But the problem is, um, like how many characters have we seen at this point that like you know can do direct damage. Accidentally ping something? Yeah. 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 I mean, Horrible is going to have a feast. Yeah, Horrible, Skull Smasher. um, Like, any character we've ever met. The Bludgeon deck is just every other card's going to do a damage because that's what the deck wants to do. Right. And I think we've mentioned multiple characters that combo with Bludgeon. So, like, Mm. that's the problem that I see is that, like, but like you said, as long as it pops off 
you just can't expect him to actually block for anybody, but he may block an ability from somebody. Like, if he eats a one-shot stand after you attack with him, I'm fine with it. If he eats a javelin, I'm sort of oh, fine with it as well. Like, I'm definitely fine with it. Oh, if it's a javelin, I'm okay with it because they, he also the then attack. soaked the attack. Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. a matter of how many zaps are in the environment because, I mean, by the same token, it's, and I think this is where you were going with it, Scott, so I don't want to steal your thunder, but no. it's, um, let's say he eats an out-of-combat burn card, a zap. Is that decreasing your opponent's maximum damage capacity for the turn significantly enough because now they're getting in on whoever they want that it's still okay and in general like my default answer to that is no you're probably in real bad shape if that happens but maybe (laughs) um i don't know i uh, personally i would lean towards the the uh, towards kreb serpentor (laughs) <laughs> because he yeah. it, just because of the head body as strange as that sounds um uh, do you ever watch Scr- the show scrub scott a few times yeah there, there's a, a recurring gag that they have in there with a uh, floating head doctor and that's what just popped into my head now but anyway okay. uh, digressions aside um how does how does this work if your opponent has quake uh let so me they, they, if, pull if up they quake off <laughs> It's whatever one of your one of the characters one except for Quake. So like, well, he counts they, Quake too. Uh, if Quake dies, if I recall correctly, no, I don't know where you're you're going with this. Like, I don't know if that's if, if 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 they if Quake is in play in the right mode, and they take out the body that this is attached to, does this guy just automatically get KO'd, or can because like is an active player that gets to choose the order of effects? Like, I no, I think it, it it's. <sighs> In this game, it's the, I think it's all the the turn players' stuff goes off, and then the other players' stuff goes off. So it would be beneficial, then you would survive then? Yes. Now, I'm, okay. everybody out there listening and watching, don't quote me on that yet. I'd have to go back and check, but that is a, a good point to bring up. Um, I'm just thinking of characters I actually like. I'm a fan of that have these direct damage abilities. Mm-hmm. So, like, assuming that that's not the case, assuming that like that's okay, then it's okay. Like, you know, it's just gonna like you said, it's just gonna come down to like what ability are you actually soaking, and what does that do to your opponent's turn? Like, the worst case scenario is obviously the horrible, where it's like, mm-hmm. and oh by the way, and it doesn't really mean anything. Oh yeah, if if you. This is a scenario when we were talking about sideboards and the head characters and the bodies that if your opponent's playing horrible, you probably want to sub this guy out if you have the opportunity because yeah. uh, they're just playing cards and he's going to die. <laughs> it's going to be bad. Yeah. Or maybe, well, I guess they would be having a black pips. I was going to say that the tough one and stuff would keep the body alive long enough that it won't come to that or that won't come to pass, but uh yeah, they they're gonna be running black pips, obviously. So it's Is he a one defense or a zero defense? Zero defense. Yeah, I mean he does not have the flintlock survivability, I'll tell you that much. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> um and I guess as we're talking about this, it, it kind of feels like this is where it would have to be, because then otherwise, if this guy had more health, 
he kind of would be the default defensive head, I guess. I still think it is because to me, the, the Titan Masters bodies that I envision wanting to be in the defensive decks would prefer tough one over two hit points because as long as you're soaking, essentially as long as you're soaking three attacks, you're ahead of the game, getting mm-hmm. tough one head. As you're playing a defensive deck and you're soaking three attacks, I think like you're either getting really unlucky or demolished or like not playing right. So like they should have more value gotcha in that situation like the way i see it like especially like there's a lot of tight measures that have like double digit hit points and, and like all these things that that should help the situation or like you know cup already has a tough one built into his alt mode so they're getting tough too like you know it's a, it's always the same argument like it, it's still going to come down to are you soaking three attacks mm-hmm. and um it, that'll be the break point for these two like you know i don't and we'll require testing just to keep track of like if the tough one helps me soak a third attack, then it's better than getting the plus two health, which, you know, that probably doesn't really. Mm. Or you could be like me and remember the one time that someone armed hovercraft, you blew you out and you're like, nope, right. never again, right. never again. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, it does have a downside, like it does. And there, there is a lot of playable direct damage in the set. So like, you know, I, I, I do agree that there is a downside to it, but um, mm. I don't think it's, I, I think it's still fine because it, it definitely does help the bodies a lot. And a lot of them, like, this will help because of their massive hit point totals. So, Right. Yeah, he's definitely going to be on the the list for testing for sure. Uh, he, You have to respect what it's going to provide to these various bodies. And at such a cheap cost, to your point, actually, from last show, is that the extremities are kind of where the heads at least right now appear to be making the most waves the middle ones are they're they're kind of roughing it at the moment yeah when i when i was listening back I, there are two three stars the pierce four one and the yeah the, the five health the five hit point one but mm-hmm. other than that like i'd rather be on one of the poles so right it looks like chat is confirming what we were saying if i'm about waiting them correctly, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, if you resolve your effects in your order, then your opponent chooses the order of their effects. So if your opponent attacked him with Quake, it Quake would go off, and then Head would pop off. Good. Okay. If I'm understanding what Chat's saying correctly, and I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that is accurate. Um, but as always, I like to to double check these mm-hmm. things, and that's why I always tell people don't quote me on it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that actually does it for this evening. Uh, believe it or not, we came in at a cool 90 minutes. <laughs> not too bad. Yeah, we've, we've certainly done worse. Uh, shout out to Cameron. Sorry, man. <laughs> we, uh, we started a, a tad early this evening. Um, but anything else you wanted to add, Scott, as we're closing up shop? No, I don't know how many more cards we have. I think we have... Uh, I think somebody said there's six characters left and probably like 20 battle cards, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Maybe less. Yeah, um, and then however many safe. stratagems, unless you were counting that in the, the 20 there. No, I, I, I'm just thinking the number off my head. So oh, no, okay. Like, I would say like five or six stratagems. And I, I, think, I, think, I think the article mentioned that 
and that like almost that every character that's not a Titan Master has a stratagem in the set. So I think like at least three of those characters that haven't been showed could mm. be regular characters, so those could be the stratagems. Right. And then again, there's just X number of uh, battle cards remaining. A lot of common battle cards. So. Yeah. Oh, we do. We do know that there's three reprints, so that's three of the battle cards. So three reprint battle cards. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Cameron saying seven more characters left. Uh, obviously, we've seen Optimus on the box art, so we're, we're waiting for the inevitable there. Uh, I'm very curious what the remainder are going to be. I mean, to be honest, my I'm still very much looking forward to the other throwback stratagems the most, but I, yeah, I, I mean, have I, tempered my excitement, we'll say. <laughs> I, I imagine the characters, it's Optimus, Megatron, Twin, uh, whichever. Topspin, top I guess. Yeah, we got and, Twin Twist. And then other people have said other like beast characters that have appeared with some of these characters that I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not really, I don't follow like the the alphabetical thing, so I don't really know like where other things fall into play. So, gotcha. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm sure somebody oh, figured well, it all out. Two of them would be heads. Then two of them would be heads. Then too, Optimus's head and probably Megatron's head. Yes, they, and 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 Topspin's head. So there you go. So it would just be. If they're all Titan Masters, there's six of the seven that we're missing right there. So yeah, that that would that seems logical. It seems yep. logical. We're definitely at the stage where you can kind of pinpoint these things, um, given that we have so much information now, which is actually cool. I I like. I'm excited for the complete spoiler so we can really evaluate things, um, and we'll definitely have some exciting stuff for everybody when we when we close out spoiler season. <laughs> so. I guess that'll do it for us. Anything else you want to add, Scott, last second? No, I still think this is, as it stands right now, I still think this is like a top three bordering on top two most powerful set in the game. So. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very excited about this set. I, I do have to say it, it's definitely, in a number of different ways, gotten some, uh, gotten the gears turning, a little smoke coming out of my ears sort of thing. And uh, we'll see what the, the remainder brings. But... Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for watching. And please tune in next time for more Tech Talk.